The views and opinions expressed on the 10-8 podcast are those of the authors and guests individually. They do not necessarily reflect an official policy or position. The 10-8 podcast is for entertainment purposes only and is not affiliated with any entity, agency, or department. Good afternoon and good evening. Welcome to episode 17 of the 108 podcast. My name is Officer Y and our show today is called Two Cops, One Cup of Coffee. No, don't don't get weird about it. My guest today is Instagrammer and podcaster Officer Campbell and he's from Indiana, which is kind of interesting in its own uh regard. Not that Indiana is interesting. I don't really know anything about Indiana, but you know, we had uh, Kenny Williams a few weeks ago. Now we have Officer Campbell, and I'm always talking to the Hey My Man guys, and they are from Indiana. So I have way more connection to Indiana than I ever thought I would. And this intro part of the show, I have said Indiana more times than I ever have in my entire life. Anyway, listen, we had a great conversation today. We talked about everything from being a rural deputy to laws that p- the police cannot enforce. And then we started talking about movies and music and a whole bunch of other things. Listen, he's a great guy. Uh, we actually have a lot in common. And listen, I'll tell you that talking to these guys and girls each week, these are people that I've never met in person. Uh, I think except for Dennis in episode one. He's the only one that I've actually met in person. And we have more in common, not even more in common, which is just talking to them is like I've known them for years. And it just goes to show you that we are all cut from the same cloth. You know, it's a great experience for me, and I really hope you guys listening have really gotten some value out of each episode as much as I have. Because, I don't know, I've enjoyed learning about things from across the country, and uh, each week I look forward to my new guest. So, uh, so yes, today's episode is Two Cops, One Cup of Coffee. Uh, of course, that is the allusion to the old, old, old internet video, if you know what I'm talking about. I'm sorry, we are all scarred together, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, message me and I'll teach you, and then you can suffer with the rest of us. But anyway, I added the coffee part for a few reasons. First off, um, Campbell and I both love coffee, uh, and secondly, Campbell's podcast is called Caffeine and Sarcasm, so it was just a little bit of nod to that as well. It's actually funny because when I was first planning this show, this podcast, I was originally going to call it Coffee with a Cop. And then I found out that that's already a podcast. Not that I've ever listened to it, but it exists. I didn't. I wanted to be original, so the Ten Eight Podcast is where it is. Uh, and honestly, it just it fits so much better. Speaking of coffee, by the way, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't give a few coffee plugs and shoutouts that have nothing to do with me, by the way. But they are very good. They're good brands of coffee. They taste good. Right now, 
sitting right next to me is kind of a little too hot to drink at the very moment. But I am drinking Climax <laughs> by Blackout Coffee, which is based out of uh, nearby Punta Gorda, Florida. And it's very good. They have a lot of great different styles and flavors. I got their Winter Wonderland coffee that's kind of got like a hazelnut uh, and vanilla blend to it. It's really good. I'm not even a big like flavored coffee guy. Um, but this one, Climax, is it tastes like you're drinking something alcoholic. It's got Irish cream flavor, amaretto, and Kahlua. But it's not alcoholic, or so I've been told. <laughs> that would be a really rude awakening if I drink this and then go to work and find out it's not. Anyway, it's great. You really want to try it out. Um, I don't have a promo code. I'm not. They're not a sponsor or anything. But go find them. Check them out. Blackout Coffee. Second one I want to give a shout out to is Com Center Coffee. That's also based in Florida, and it's ran by a dispatcher. For every 50 pounds of coffee sold, she actually gives away a $50 gift card to a random dispatcher. And I, I just think it's great. Uh, she actually sent me a sample pack of her coffees a few months ago, right? I want to say it was around Thanksgiving time, somewhere in the fall. And they were all great. Um, I did love the old school. That's that's the uh, plain old normal coffee. Um, but it, it was it was very good. It very balanced, not too acidic. Um, it was good. I really liked it. And then what else did I have? I also had one that's called Never Say Quiet which is their jelly donut flavor. And I don't even like jelly donuts, but this was really good. Um, I, I give it to everybody uh, that comes by. I'm like, you got to try this coffee. So I definitely want to check it out. She's obviously doing it for, you know, for us, for dispatchers. She, you know, she's trying to do her part and she's doing a great job. So definitely go check her out. Um, she's got a ton of other flavors. So just go check her out on Instagram, Calm Center Coffee. There's a website. I just don't know it off the top of my head. And finally, technically it is a sponsor of mine, uh, but I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm guilty of never actually promoting my sponsors, which I know goes against things. Um, and I do apologize, but that's Code Blue Coffee. It is in my bio link on the Instagram if you go into our link tree. Code Blue Coffee is there. Uh, apparently, if you click the link, they didn't give me a promo code. So if you click the link, it should automatically set you up with, I think, a 20% discount off of your coffee. Um, so again, the Instagram for me is 108 underscore memes. You go to the link tree, which is the link in the bio. There's a link for Com Center Coffee, and that should be the link that automatically gets you 20% off. If not, uh, go to Campbell's Instagram. Uh, he has a discount code as well. I think it's Officer Campbell 182, but just double check on that. And um, I got a mug from them. It says uh, coffee loading or something like that. It's great. I post it all the time. Everyone, you know, whenever the, the mug is clean. But yeah, um, and there's there's a bunch of others. Uh, Roll Call Cafe. Um, there's a bunch. Yeah, coffee is great. Got to give a big shout out to uh, Black Rifle Coffee, of course. But those are three that I wanted to shout out because I just have interacted with them personally or I'm currently drinking them. So, all right, now that that's out of the way, we are all well encaffeinated. I just really want to talk about field training officers real quick. Why do I want to talk about field training officers? Well, I made a meme about them today, um, Tuesday, so not the day you're listening, but uh, about FTOs, and I, I hope you saw it because it really... I don't know. Sometimes you just drive around and you, you're thinking about things. And, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. Uh, to be a training officer in a police department is the single most important position in the entire police department. Now, yes, patrol division is the body of police work. Absolutely. And they are very important. But who taught those patrol officers how to do the job? Now, I'm not talking about the police academy. 
I've said it flat out in the past that my academy failed me. Uh, it did not prepare me for this career. It checked a bunch of boxes, and that was it. Okay, And it seems to be the trend. What I'm talking about is A, in, in-house training personnel, or B, field training officers. Now, where I work, uh, I was trained for 12 weeks in-house in basically a second academy kind of setting, and then I got shoved into a squad car for three months. And I will tell you that some of my training officers were amazing. They were great at their jobs. They taught me. They didn't belittle me. They, they made me feel like a police officer, right? Uh, then there were some that I asked, you know, how do I do these few things? And they said they didn't know. Or they discouraged me to do whatever it is that I was looking for. The classic line all field tra- training officers say is, you don't know the answer, look it up. Well, I, I literally can count on multiple hands, uh, fingers, toes, whatever, the number of things that I didn't know and still don't know because a field training officer never explained it to me and I couldn't find out the answer by myself. But if I asked, then that would be a, uh, a mark against me. Absolutely asinine. Listen, if you're taking the position of training officer for the extra buck fifty or $2 or, or comp time, whatever it is your department throws at you, uh, just to get that every week, you're a clown, all right? And, and, and doing, you're doing a complete disservice to the men and women that pass through your police car. And yes, you know, there are companies like Street Cop Training, um, and there's others, but Street Cop Training, you know, their, their slogan is that it's the field training you should have had. And yes, I sing the highest praises for Street Cop, and I love what they do, and what they teach is amazing, but let, let me just go ahead and say this. It shouldn't come to that, okay? If you get hired as a police officer, and you go through field training, you shouldn't need better field training, Right? Again, Dennis is amazing and what he teaches is great. But that is this the exact same shit that you should be learning in field training. Okay? It should not be the first time you're hearing this material and I've I've attended two of his class three of his classes so far and there are so many things that we learn and people are in that class going, "Why well, didn't know that? No one ever told me that." And it's just crazy. It's crazy that there are, are actual police officers out there that don't know the laws that they enforce. And it's not their fault. They were never taught it. So shame on the field training officers that are only there for the extra money. Listen, if a dollar fifty or two dollars or whatever your incentive is is really that enticing, you might want to think over a bunch of other things. So I'm going to end my little rant with this. I want everyone right now to be very critical of themselves, especially if you're a field training officer. Sub especially, I don't even know if that's a term, if you're considering becoming one. But everyone in general, if you don't think you have the ability to effectively teach new police officers how to do their job and you just want to bust their balls and, and haze them and whatever, suck it up and give up that opportunity. Do not do it. Go back to milking calls, hiding in parking lots, whatever, okay? We don't need you ment- mentoring the new guys. We don't need it. Okay. I was never a field training officer. I was told no uh, when I put in for it because of different reasons, which is fine. Uh, and I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't get to do it. And here's why. I love being a mentor. Uh, when I was on patrol, guys would come up to me with their questions or problems, concerns. And I would tell them, hey, this is how I would do it, whatever. But I didn't really have the, the liability of having a one-on-one interaction with a new guy in my car. Uh, I trained three guys for three individual days. That's it. I I was not a full-time training officer, but every once in a while, a guy would ride with me. And they were all squared away, so I had nothing to worry about. But I could not imagine getting a guy that wasn't squared away, and I had to turn him into a police officer. I just, I don't think I could do that. I, 
as you're going to hear in just a few moments, I have a background in teaching, or sort of. And I like teaching, and I like people learning, and I like... I tutored a kid, and she went from a D in history to an A+, from my tutoring. So it's great. Very proud of it. I love doing it. But it's so much different for police officers. So just think about it. Anyway, that's just something that came to my mind. One of the reasons why it came to my mind, Officer Campbell and I were working on a video skit uh, back during the summer when uh, it was going to have something to do with field training officers, but we just didn't get around to it. We may do it again. I'm not sure. But for now, what we do have is this hour-long conversation about a bunch of great stuff. So sit down and uh, check it out. This one time when I was I was working for a sheriff's department and this guy in the northern part of the county had a bison, like not a several. Um, and this is in central Indiana. And he also had uh, steer, you know, like longhorn steer. And uh, we got a call that there was either a, a bison or a steer loose just roaming around in the road. And I'm like, well, this will be interesting. So so I go up, and it was outside of a little burg called Mechanicsburg, um, which is like a really, really small town. Um, and it has this this hill that drops down, and then and it kind of goes back up a little bit like a roller coaster kind of thing. County road, two-lane road. And so I turn this corner, and I start to go down. And at the bottom of the hill, I see this giant, massive mass of like hair and horns and i'm like what the fuck is that Mm -hmm. so i kind of creep up to it and it rears its head and looks at me and it's a it's a damn longhorn steer not like a i mean it and it just like and it kind of stands up and looks at me and i'm like i'm in an explorer i've got a Mm -hmm. you know the interceptor explorers and i just slowly put it in reverse and started backing (laughs) up like it's okay don't charge at me and eventually, like, I just got up the gumption to just get out of my car because it wasn't being aggressive. It was just it looked like it was lost and was like, hey, this looks like a good spot to lay down. So finally, I just I put my car in park and I slowly walked over there to it. And luckily, the farmer had located me and he was like, oh, that's Boba or, you know, Bobo <laughs> or whatever he called him. And he's like, oh, come on, buddy, let's get back in the barn. And and the dude just he, the the buffalo or bison, whichever it was, the steer just kind of stood up and lumbered on and followed after him. I was like, dude, this is policing in the County. Like Uh (laughs) this is, I, I'd never, the the thing was huge. Yeah. I feel like every good deputy story involves livestock. Oh yeah. (laughs) I feel like you're not really a deputy until you have a livestock call. Yeah. There was a, we had there for a while, there was a loose llama 
Uh, or a, a loose llama or a loose alpaca. I don't okay. know. Because yeah. they'll do them for 4-H. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. and we were all like, we were trying to get that tackle video of us, you know, running through a cornfield, <laughs> tackling the, the alpaca or whatever it was. It, it never happened. It, right. Somebody located it before we did. But it was loose for like three or four days. So we were constantly hunting this thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I could see that being like like a bit. You know, like how like Family Guy is with the chicken. Oh Peter yeah. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. Campbell and the llama. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, I I don't know. I just have this I used to do filmmaking. Like that was what I started when I got mm. out of college or when I got out of high school. And I just picture this like you like in a scene and like the, the llama or alpaca just going behind you. And you're like, "What was that?" Like, you know, old school Bugs Bunny or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, where they look lock lock eyes and do the, the quick <laughs> zoom in. Right, yeah, right. Definitely. Yeah, my girlfriend works for a uh sheriff's office here in florida and she's a dispatcher but they have legit a cow book that's what's called and it keeps track of who owns what cow so if yep. you get the cow with the tag and you know me being in a city no i you know that's something we don't even fathom i think we've had a few livestock calls but it's so few and far between that you'll go years between mm-hmm. getting one like we had one where there was like a pot belly pig that got loose on like the main road oh yeah everybody and- has a pig story yeah. And it's like, you know, how do I lift up this 500 pound pig? Cause mm-hmm. I was in my head, I'm thinking like a little like piglet and they're like, no, it's oh, no. gigantic. Yeah. People think that they're buying the teacup pigs when they're mm-hmm. actually pot belly and a pot belly pig gets huge. Right. And remember, I think it was like five years ago that pop or teacup pigs were the big thing. Like oh yeah. Just, and I, there was a girl that I, uh, that I was friends with. I worked with at a, at a call center and that was the thing. She wanted a, a teacup pig, and everyone she looked up she was like, "Oh, it may be teacup, maybe pot belly. We don't know." It's like <laughs> that's a big I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we had a, a horse list, the same okay, you know, same okay. thing as a cow list because we got there was a crash one time on on I sixty five. If you've ever driven northbound or you know southbound through Indiana on I sixty five, you you went through Boone County in Lebanon, which is where I used to work, and this horse trailer which should not have been a horse trailer. It looked like it was made out of plywood and Lincoln logs. <laughs> I mean, it was it was horrible. So th- this dude gets rear-ended, this horse trailer does, and there's two horses in it. And so the, the trailer's completely destroyed. So we're standing on the side of the road dealing with this crash. This guy's standing there as cars are going by at 60 miles an hour, holding on to two horses. Mm-hmm. We're like, what, what are we going to do? Yeah. And yeah. so eventually... Somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody was like, hey, I know you have a horse trailer. Can you come help us out? Because it was like what, you know, we were just standing there with horses on the side of the interstate. <laughs> right. Where I am now, it's not a big deal because there's a whole bunch of Amish. Okay. Like it's it's Amish country up here. Mm-hmm. We have Mexican drug gangs and we have <laughs> Amish. So, I mean, it's, we have such a wide variety. And so horses and buggies and stuff are, are you know, every other car. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Mm-hmm. And then you get the ones that are on Rum Springa, and the 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 Amish kids like their their dope. I can say that. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. You when know, they, I uh, I was to say when they get on Rum Springa that uh, you know when they go out for a year or whatever and try it in the 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 English world they call it, um, they they'll have a lot of weed. That's that's like their oh, first okay. go to weed and alcohol. That makes sense. Yeah, I didn't. Do they still wear like Amish garb or are they like, okay. Well, that depends. Um, in my experience, cause I, I've been up here for five years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you will have them in their, 
you know, it'll be the, either the hat, they wear like a knit beanie hat or their, you know, traditional looking hat and like plain pants and plain white shirt, that sort of thing. Um, or they will be in just like normal clothes. It, it gotcha. really depends. The younger ones like the normal clothes. Gotcha. So I, I'm going to have to do some uh, research on that because, you know, all I know from uh, Amish is, you know, the stereotypical, but I don't know anything about the culture. So I'll have to look into that. It's it's different, bro. I mean, it's yeah. it's there's, uh, um, there's like an Amish restaurant um, like across the state. And apparently they've got really good food and really good furniture, but you know, I've never been to that. So I'll have to do some research. Oh dude, you, you want to talk about some good donuts. Um, they have some of the best I've ever had. Okay. I mean, it, like, and that's no joke. They make some of the best food. Like I love the cheeses and, and all that jazz, but you want to talk about bakeries? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the, like you don't think white bread can taste good just, <laughs> right. just alone. Until mm-hmm. you try Amish white bread, dude. It's, really? Oh my gosh! I'm gonna have to put that down on the list. And yeah, oh, I'll have to send you some, bro. Yeah, I'll, I'm good with I'll, that. I'll send you some. Awesome. All right, so, ladies and gentlemen, the voice, the very masculine voice talking on the other <laughs> side, <laughs> is uh, is Mr. Logan Campbell. If you don't follow him, Officer Logan Campbell. Uh, so he is joining us today, and we are gonna have a great talk. We have a lot of shared interests. Uh, a lot of shared perspectives, but obviously, as you can tell from our Amish discussion, a lot of stuff that I don't know about. So <laughs> I'm going to let him go ahead and introduce himself a little bit more fuller than that. And then we're just going to kind of go from there. Go ahead, man. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me on. This was uh, a long time coming. Uh, yes. We, you know, we uh, full disclosure here. Um, this is uh, well, let me, OK, I'll introduce myself first. My name is Logan Campbell. I'm a police officer in northern Indiana, uh, which is really interesting because Red Ninja is in Indiana, too. And uh, now we've been talking a little bit. We're going to get together and he's going to jump on uh, my podcast, um, which shameless plug, uh, (laughs) (laughs) caffeine and sarcasm there. Um, But uh, yeah, I've been, I've been a cop for going on 10 years now um, in public service for 12. I I worked in a jail prior to being a deputy. And then uh, after I was a deputy, I, I, I lateraled up to Northern Indiana, um, which is where I'm at now. Um, I, I, you know, do a lot of, training, physical fitness, that sort of thing. You know, people, you know, make fun of me because I do CrossFit and that's fine. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I'm in the best shape I've ever been in and I'm happy for that. Um, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what else you want to know. I, I, it's funny because we, we were talking before we started recording 10, eight and I have so much, I don't know. I'm just going to call you 10, eight. That works. For yeah, me. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, we have so many things in common when it comes to like our music and movies and things like that. Cause I grew up listening to the ska punk, metalcore you know i mean like i'm a traditionalist when it comes to that that kind of stuff so it's it's really interesting the the music you'll throw on i'm like oh man that's nostalgic yeah (laughs) i think i think a lot of times when and everyone hits me with that they're like oh my god you're bringing me back and it's i get i'm glad people like it but at the same time i go well this is stuff i'm listening to right now like Mm -hmm. i like a lot of the times i'll post something and like wow this is a really old song and i'm like i just found this out six months ago like i'm still i'm still learning i think not that i I was not sheltered or or anything like that i just i want to say it was probably like middle school that i was still trying to figure out what kind of music i liked and i was actually 
I like being different. I like not following in suit with the with the crowd. You know, well, dude, have you seen me? I wear leggings and headbands when I work out. Yeah, I clearly <laughs> don't care. Right, right. So, like, when everyone was listening to punk and screamo and emo and everything when I was in high school, I was like, no, I'm gonna find like a rap artist I like. So, like, mm-hmm. I would listen to Eminem and and things. You know, I went that route. Not not being like you know Malibu's Most Wanted kind of white guy listening to rap. <laughs> yeah, I just enjoyed you know the lyrics and and things like that, and it was different. It wasn't what everyone else was listening to, so that's yeah. kind of where it comes from. Um, so you've been a cop for ten years, which is crazy. Um, yeah, man. How how do you like it? Is it still as good as it was when you started? You you know how how does it how does it feel compared to? Because I've noticed a lot like when people start getting like over this job, it's usually the ten year mark. So I'm trying to I'm kind of curious where you're at. Well, I think that there's a uh you'll go through in police work, you'll go through ups and downs several times. And I think it's around the four or five year mark. Mm-hmm. That was when I started noticing my first one. Um, and then you go back up and you go back down. Uh, right now being the age that I am. And as long as I've been doing it, I'm kind of at the point now, because when I started at my new department, I had to start over on retirement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I have 15 more years to have 20 years on. Right. And to me, I'm like, shit, I'll be 47. Who's going to hire a 47 year old who's just waiting to pull his retirement. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's right now I'm kind of in that middle of deciding if, am I going to keep doing this? Is this going to be a career? Is it going to be 30 years? I, you know, I always told myself originally that I wanted to make a career out of it. You know, I wanted to be the sheriff. And mm-hmm. then as I slowly developed into it and, and learned what law enforcement actually was, it was kind of like, I don't know that I want to do this for 30 years. And then now I'm kind of slowly getting into, this is the first time I've admitted this, honestly, I'm slowly getting into, I don't know if I want to do this for 20 years mm-hmm. just because, right. you know, I mean, it's, it's been very mentally taxing on me. I mean, not, I, I'm not saying that I've been through horrible, horrible things, but I've seen some shit, <laughs> you know, yeah. I've, I've done seen some things <laughs> as, as people would say. Um, and my kids are getting older and, you know, more opportunities are, are coming to me and my family. And, and it's kind of like, you know, I'll probably still do it for several more years. So to answer your initial question, yeah, I love this job, mm-hmm. but I know that this job will never love me as much as I love it. Right. It, right. it will never love you back that much. Right. When the day you sign up, it is a thankless p- profession. Yeah. 100%. Um, but you know, that progression you're talking about the peaks and valleys, that's very true. I know <laughs> again, we are like the same person because when I started, I was like, man, I could see doing this. Cause for us it's 25, I could see doing this for 25 years and then retiring and then go be a cop somewhere else. But with mm-hmm. my experience, I could be a chief somewhere. Da, 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 da. A few years later, I'm like, okay, okay. Maybe I'll be like a Lieutenant here. A few yeah. years later, I'm like, Man, if I make sergeant, that's a lot. Now <laughs> it's weird. And you know, a lot of guys, especially nowadays, given the current climate, you gotta be like, all right, where where do I go? What do I do? What mm-hmm. can I do? And if this isn't for me, what do we do from here? Well, the thing that sucks for me is because I I majored in criminal justice. Uh-huh. I mean, that's that so I mean criminal justice criminology. So I mean, I'm I like to say I'm a man, I'm a minority in policing because not a lot of guys that majored in that are just local cops. They went right. on doing federal shit, mm-hmm. which is, which is, I had that idea. I've got some connections with the federal marshals 
and I've talked to him, but I don't want to go to another 16 week academy. Right. I don't want to go down to Georgia. I don't mm-hmm. want to do that shit. You mm-hmm. know, so I, I unfortunately made that decision when I was in college. Hey, I need to major in this because I was phys ed. And I realized that, you know, no offense to any gym teachers, but gym teachers are a dime a dozen. Yeah. And you have to be able to teach something else along mm-hmm. with phys ed. And I was like, I don't want to spend six years in school. Yeah. So why not just go with what I know? Because my dad was a cop for 35 years. Mm-hmm. I'll just do that. I, yeah. I, I, I've i been around it. I, you know, I know it's a solid job. I'll just do that. Yeah. I, um, stop talking because you're sounding just like me. That's crazy. <laughs> so I said earlier that I was, I was a uh, film major and then I went to communications. It's funny. Cause I, I originally majored in TCOM. Okay. Yeah. 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 See? So there we go. Um, and then when I left school because I couldn't afford it or couldn't get a loan, um, uh, when I restarted school a couple years later, I went to be a history major to be a teacher. <clears throat> so, and it, I mean, I love history. Like, you know, it's, it's still a, a passion of mine. Um, and then I did my first student teaching and I was like, you know, in my head, I had a, I had a high school history teacher who he, he taught, oh God, <laughs> An, another sync up. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so he, he taught his class like a college class. It was amazing. Like he didn't teach to a test, which is, you never see that anymore, but mm-hmm. he would just teach and he'd be like, Hey, you have to read these chapters because they're going to be on the test, but I'm going to teach what I want. And that's what he would do. And it was amazing. And I've always wanted to aspire to be him. And he always told me, don't be a teacher. He said, I see it in you. You have that. Don't do it. And this whole time I'm like, no, 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 I can do it. So then I go, I sit my first student teaching class in a high school. And I was like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> like I talked to the guy I was shadowing and he was, he was a nice guy. He was a history teacher. And I'm like, hey, man, what did you major in in college? Because I want to make sure that I'm lining up. He goes, really? Aerospace engineering. What? And like, yeah. And I was like, what? He goes, listen, I got a scholarship to play baseball for this school. And I needed to pick a major. So I picked one. I passed just because I was on the baseball team. And then when my pro career didn't pan out, I became a history teacher. I was like, well, what the hell am I doing here? Like, yeah. And that that was the eye opener. I was like, you're hiring people to teach history that have no interest in history. You so, know? so now instead of those who can't teach, teach phys ed, it's those who can't teach, teach history. Is that yeah, what you're suggesting? Because, yeah. And that's the thing. He didn't teach. No, no, no. I mean, he's not listening to this, but no insult on the guy. Or, a, or to any teacher. Shout right, out to all right. the teachers out there. Right. I mean, no, absolutely. Because there are some that are absolutely passionate about yeah. the subject they teach. Absolutely. But I was like, you know, the kids, they don't give a shit. You're not actually teaching. You're teaching them to fit, to pass a test. You're regurgitating to... information. Exactly, exactly. And the the history class he was doing was an English class. Like it was read and comprehend. That's all mm-hmm. it was. And so then from there, I was like, I want to go into college teaching because that's a little bit more legitimate. And then I, like you, I don't want to be in school for six years yeah, and, and so on. And it was when I couldn't afford University of Florida. I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll be a campus cop up at in Gainesville. And one thing led to another and here we are. So you're, our stories are like identical. It's crazy. Dude, no, no. The crazy thing is, is when I was doing phys ed, uh, they, we had to do some student teaching and mm-hmm. they, you know, took us to element to an elementary school to teach. I don't remember what sport it was or to take over the class for the day. And they unleashed 30 fourth graders on me. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> like, is, it, is that chocolate or poop? 
Susie, get your <laughs> hand out of his pants. Like, I mean, it was, I was like, this is just horrible. <laughs> I just, I hated it. I hate everyone else's kids, but my own. Uh-huh. Like I, I just, you know, I mean, and except people I know, you know, people right. I know's kids I love, but everybody else's kids can go to hell. I just, uh-huh. I, I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. Yep. So, I, uh, no, you're so right. And so that was the thing. I didn't want to teach elementary because of that. Right. So in between teaching and trying to figure out what I'm doing with my life, I became a local substitute teacher. I was like, all right, well, let me stay in the industry and I'll figure mm-hmm. something out. I think that started when I was still a teaching major, but so I did. And my first assignments were elementary school. Like I did, um, cause I did, def- I definitely didn't want to deal with middle schoolers. Cause those, those are like hell spawn. Yeah. But so I did, I think it was a fourth grade class. I think I did a yeah. fourth grade, like homeroom class. So I had to do everything. Brutal. And, yeah. And like, it started off, I had them for three days. Right. So the teacher was like away on vacation. So I signed up for three days straight. So first two days we were good. Like kids were fine. Start picking out like, who's the good kid, who was the bad kid, but everyone was cool by that third day though. And it was a Friday. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to give a test, bro. Like I, it was the typical scene that you would see with any student teacher or substitute teacher where like the teacher turns the back, they throw something. Mm. Around, like, who threw that? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And I was, you know, and I was just like, okay, not doing this. And I remember then I substitute taught at a high school and one of my students got arrested. I was like, this is just crazy. Like, you're you know, like, I want to do that job. <laughs> at that point, I was working for the police department and I'm like, like as a, as a civilian, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Get yours little kid. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just, it again, happens. just nothing but respect to teachers. Like I've yeah, got totally. better teachers, nothing but respect for what you do. Yep. 100% not for me. And that, you know, people say, you know, you want to, comment on what cops do do a ride along same thing for a teacher like oh, job, yeah. job shadow a teacher and then you'll have utmost respect for what they do see i think it would be even more beneficial to for people to just even in uh ride alongs for people to just watch video mm-hmm. of our encounters or teachers that you know just put up a video in in class for a teacher for a week and don't let the kids know it's there yep and see what they have to deal with day in and day out. Same thing for policing. I mean, if people watched all of the body cam footage that we have, mm-hmm. they would, I, I think they would change their tunes on the way we handle things or, or whatever, because they'll realize how people talk to the police, right. how some police talk to people. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there is that. Of course. Um, but you know, they, they will be like, Holy cow. They called the police for this. Like, yes. I mean, it's, there are so many times when, when I'm like, this is not a police issue, but oh, people think it is. They don't, I had, the, we had this one time, this guy, his mom was suffering from dementia and everything, not unlike our uh, president. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, his mom was suffering from dementia and struggling and everything, lived, lived on her own. Um, but he didn't have power of attorney or anything. So she was, she was there. Apparently she was living in quote unquote, in his words, filth and and everything and he wanted to know if we could do anything i was like do anything about what well can you go in there and and help her i was like i i have no legal way to get into that residence yeah or do anything well can't you just take her somewhere no Mm -hmm. that's it's not like we're the men in white coats that you you know right yeah, yeah and he was like well i don't know what to do what are my options here i was like 
You called the police. Right. I, do, I don't know. What... We're not social workers. Yeah. Like... Well, I told him. I was like, I was like, have you ever tried adult protective services? And he was like, well, I thought about calling them, but I figured you guys would have a better answer. And I was like, okay, well, here's my answer. Call adult protective services. <laughs> Because yeah. they're going to have a better answer than we are. I'm. I work in law, bro. Like yeah, this is yeah. criminal he, law at that. Yeah. He was like, "Well, do you have the number for it?" I was like, "Google it." <laughs> and he was like, "I guess I will." And I was like, "Oh, you know what? Stay on the phone. I'll, I'll. I have a computer right in front of me. I'll Google it." And I gave him the number. Oh, thank you. I appreciate your help. My bro. Like, yeah, yeah. If so many people would just Google shit before they even pick up the phone and call. It mm-hmm. solved so many problems. Yep. I used to work our front desk before I was sworn. And uh, yeah, absolutely. They would call for the most, hey, um, do you have the number for a different PD in your area? Uh, no, let me Google that for you, sir. Yeah. Okay, Google. Like I would I would hammer home the whole fact that I'm on Google. Mm-hmm. Actually, this is, a, this is amazing that you brought this up. So uh, the other day, uh, New Year's Eve, actually, I was working New Year's Eve, crazy night. As anyone who's ever worked New Year's Eve knows, it's crazy for any first responder. Taking five minutes to go to 7-Eleven and get a monster, right? I walk in, and the moment I get there, the clerk looks at me. And you can see he's, like, looking at me, and I'm wearing my uniform, says police. It's, you know, I'm decked out, but he's looking at me. He's really, like, thinking, right? Go get my thing. I come up. I put it on the counter. And he's still just, like, he's he is, like, making a calculated decision at that moment. And I'm, like, I'm in my mind, I'm, like, what is this? Like, wh- what is coming? He goes, I got a question. I'm, like, fuck. Like, no, here we go. <laughs> yeah, that is never a good start to a conversation. He goes, I'm, like, all right, what's up, man? He's, like, so my license is uh, is expired. Oh. I was, like, okay. He's, like, how do I how do I fix that? I was like, uh, go to the DMV. I, I don't know. And he's like, oh, well, where's the DMV? I was like, you see the thing that says police? That means I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, man. I think there's one on this road or that road, but I'm not really sure. You should probably Google it. He goes, oh, do you know Do you know how I make an appointment for them? I'm like, no, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they just ask all these questions that. Dude, we should know everything. We should exactly. know everything. And, you know, I can't, I can't fault them too much. Because I get it. Like, I remember being yeah. a civilian and thinking the same thing. But that's just where it kind of, it's just still silly to be on our side of the story and being like, come on, man. Why would I know that? Yeah. Dude, it's so accurate. Because it's like, you know, people call us for civil issues and, and, and all sorts of things. And it's it blows my mind how much people don't know the, the amount of things that we do know about. And the amount of things that we do cover, because, you know, it's not a joke when we say we're law enforcement officers, we're social workers, we're divorce attorneys, we're, we're child custody attorneys, we're, you know, mental health experts, we're, you know, there, there are so many different things. We're parents, yeah. we're, we're, we're there, the list goes on and on and continues to grow. And you see these incidents where uh, that was a mentally disturbed person, the police didn't even need to be called. You're right. Uh-huh. Yeah. We don't want to go to that, but right. your social worker that was sent there called us because the person is violent. Right. Yep. Or, or child protective services. They need a standby because the parents are known to be violent or aggressive. And then we do a standby, then they get violent or aggressive. And then we're, we're escalated because, you know, kids are being taken or, or whatever the case may be. And it's like, we're called to things that we shouldn't be called to. And it's, 
it's society it's our society's kind of go-to like what's going on i don't know call the police like mm-hmm. it's a joke but it's 100 percent the truth yeah man it's you know especially like with uh i i've talked about this on one of my shows um the whole noise ordinance thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's five o'clock on a Saturday afternoon and I hear fun down the street and I want it to stop. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, why? Like, yeah. you know, the fir- what is the, you know, what's the first level on the force continuum? Officer presence. Yeah. If I have no legal right to be there, like if they're not violating any noise ordinances or anything, I have no legal right to be there. Yeah. You are literally putting me in a position to where I'm in the wrong already. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it's a call for service, so we got to go. Right. And we'll go there. And I had one where family was having a barbecue, you know, and they had they had a DJ and it was loud. It was, yeah, it was in a neighborhood. But again, it was Saturday in the middle of the summer during the day. Like, that's yeah. exactly what you do on, on Saturday in the middle of the summer. So I walk up to them and I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? You got a DJ? That's pretty cool. I was like, we're here because the music's too loud, but do what you got to do. Like, you're whatever. I was yeah. like, can I have, can I have a plate? Like, you know, yeah, that's right. What yeah, man. <laughs> like, oh, dude. Yeah. It's because we have, we have such a large Hispanic community in our mm-hmm. area that, you know, there's, there's quinceañeras and stuff yeah, all the time, yeah. you know, just like on the uh, end of watch, my brother's quinceañera, my sister's quinceañera. <laughs> you know, but it, that's true. I mean, there's, you'll drive around in the summer on a Saturday afternoon and there's bounce houses every block. Yes, I mean, they're yeah. going on like crazy. So, you know, we'll get called to the noise complaints. And we show up and we're like, hey, we can't do anything. But, you know, they, they've got live mariachi bands, which I love. Uh-huh. And I'll stand there and watch the band. And, you know, kids bring over plates of food and stuff. And I'm standing there jamming with them. And I can <laughs> see the neighbor across the street looking through their, their blinds. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah. Staring you're, at me. <laughs> you're 100% right. And the worst part of all that is because she's going to do that. She's going to peek at you. And guess what? She's going to call in a complaint. Oh, probably. Like, yeah. The police did nothing. Because there's nothing to do. What are you, what are you trying yeah. to or like, I really don't like when, you know, oh, there's there's people on the sidewalk. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what the sidewalk's there for. You know what I mean? Like, I'll mm-hmm. go up to them, like, hey, man, what's up? Nothing. I was like, hey, were you uh, bothering those people? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Have a nice day. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. And the, the civil law is really kind of what gets under our goat, you know, because we have no legal authority there at mm-hmm. all. Um you know, or, or the, the clip from Southland, you know, they didn't have the right amount of chicken nuggets or whatever. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's stuff that we have no control over. We have no authority over. I had, but... sorry, I'm throwing my hands up here. I had that incident just like three weeks ago, but it was anchovies on a pizza. Oh, stop. I swear to God, this dude, this dude who apparently orders from, from this pizza joint all the time. Um, he ordered extra anchovies. And the pizza he received, he claimed that he did not get the normal amount of extra anchovies. Oh, wow. And he was continually calling and harassing these folks at the pizza joint. So they called us. You know, it's harassment. And so I go down there and I'm like, what's what's the deal? What's going on? Well, we, we, you know, our policy is the extra in the extra anchovies is you open up another can and you put those on the pizza and that's it. That's, that's the extra. And I'm like, okay, did you do that? And they're like, yeah, it's not an issue. And I'm like, this is a civil issue, but I want to get down to the bottom of it. Cause it's going to be an issue for us. So while I'm standing there, this dude calls. So I answer instead of the pizza joint, I answer <laughs> police department. And he's like, 
but I called the pizza joint. I was like, yeah, but I'm here. How can I help you? <laughs> and, and he starts going off about anchovies and stuff. And I'm like, just hang on. I'll be right down there where you live in a minute. And he, so he hangs up. And so I go down there and talk to him and he's like, he's like, yeah, I feel like I got cheated. Um, because there were only 13 anchovies on it instead of the normal 15 or whatever. Yeah. I was like, bro, this is a civil issue. 100%. He was like, well, I've already called corporate and and I'm like, okay, do you need anything else? No. Okay. Have a good day. Like, yeah, that's what people call the police for. Right. Right. Okay. So I got, I got one to top that. So <laughs> I get called to a strip club. All right. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's setting the scene. A gentleman's club. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> so I get called because there's a guy that is naked there. Okay. And he wasn't a stripper. No, he was not a stripper. Okay. You got a preface with that. Yeah. No, that, yeah. So there's a guy naked in the strip club. They want him to leave. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Okay. Doing the helicopter spin or something. Exactly. Exactly. Actually, they said that he was uh, self-gratifying and they were like, this has got, he's got to go. Yeah. So I get there and he was locked in the bathroom. I go there. I'm like, Hey man, can you, uh, can you come out? And he's like, yeah, no problem. So he, you know, gets dressed and he comes out. I'm like, hey, the, the place wants you out. He's like, oh, okay. So I walk him out. And I'm like, listen, man, you're uh, you're going to be trespassed. You can't come back here. Um, and that's that. And he's like, well, why? I was like, well, they don't need a reason why. It's a private property. They can trespass anyone they want. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, but they robbed me. I was like, how did they rob you? He's like, well, I paid for the VIP lounge. And I went to the VIP lounge. I said, okay. He's like, and when I was in the VIP lounge, like, the, the, the girls were dancing and, and everything and I paid them. And then, uh, then I got naked and started self gratifying and, uh, they said I couldn't do that. And they kicked me out. <laughs> I was like, yeah. So I was like, at which point did the robbery happen? And they're like, well, I didn't, I didn't get the, the end of my VIP lounge experience. I was like, <laughs> and, and I look at the bouncer. I'm like, you let that happen in the VIP lounge. He goes, absolutely not. And I was like, ah, I was like, sounds like nothing. He goes, he goes, well, you know, I think it should be this way or this way in the VIP lounge. I'm like, so what you're saying is, you paid for a service and you're not happy with how that turned out. He goes, exactly. I'm like, that's not a robbery. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. you need to come back during business hours. Don't step on property because we'll arrest you, but talk to a manager and uh, see if he can give you money back. But I have a high suspicion you're not getting your money back. <laughs> Did he ever like, listen to Dave Chappelle? There's no sex in the champagne room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is crazy. And then it, it's just you know, these are just some ridiculous stories that we deal with. And I'm sure we could go for like hours just Mm -hmm. talking about different crazy people. And, you know, we're talking about more or less sober people. Once you start adding drugs or alcohol and I mean, the meth stories like that, now that's a blog. Like we're talking about the different meth stories or, I mean, I'm in Florida, so I can tell you Florida man stories. Oh yeah, dude, we got meth up here. I mean, it's, you know, when I was in central Indiana, meth in like, Oh, the 2010s, the mm-hmm. early 2010s, it was production. You know, they were they were producing it because you get anhydrous ammonia really easily because it was a rural county. Yeah. Well, then they started, you know, upping the charge for having precursors yes. and, and everything. So people stopped producing it as much. Uh, they started doing the the milkshake method, the one the one pot method. Yeah. You know, they they'd have Gatorade bottles and all that. Um, but then it switched over to heroin. Um, be, and I assume that it was because of the precursors of meth being so horrible on charges right. and everything. Right. Everybody switched it. So well and... Yeah. Um, so then it switched to heroin and, you know, we got Narcan and I, you know, I brought two people back to life with that shit. Um, but then when I came up here up North, it switched over to meth again. Mm-hmm. And 
this isn't like the brown dirty stuff that I was used to. It's like breaking bad shit. Like yeah. crystal clear. I'm like, that's just coming from Mexico. Like yeah. it's gotta be because they're not producing it here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's insane. And and a lot of that has to do with uh we are the the number one travel trailer producer producing county in the world. Okay. So like, you know, your wild woods, the you know, all the travel trailers, the fifth wheels, that sort of stuff. Like I think they said it was somewhere like ninety percent of them are produced in our county. Okay. Which yeah. is kind of wild. But it is that's it is wild. that's yeah, that's but that's where a lot of the meth comes in because all the older guys that work in the factory got to keep up with the young guys, right, so they start right. using meth. Yep, and you know I never really factored that or like um, uh, mine workers too, like definitely like Western Pennsylvania and, and stuff like that. There's a lot up there. Uh, here is mostly meth is still predominant. Well, I'd say meth or heroin, basically based on the meth from construction workers. I feel like, especially being in such a tourist destination, you're always building new hotels or new attractions. Or whatever. Yeah. There's always construction going on. And yeah, meth is just, and it, like you said, it's crystal clear. And what I've talked to from different sources is that no one's producing because it's just not worth it. It's too expensive. No. Yeah. Too, uh, well, you got to pay the Smurfs. You got to do all this stuff, yeah. which if people don't know what Smurfs are, that's, that's who you get to go buy your epinephrine. Or the yeah. not epinephrine, uh, ephedrine. Uh, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, exactly. And so you do that, then you got to make it, and then you got to make sure no one catches you making it. It's mm-hmm. just, it's not, it's not worth it. They'd rather just pay a drug dealer, you know, and and pay the cartel and and whatever. They don't yep. think they're paying the cartel, but that's what they're doing. Essentially. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I said this in a previous episode. Like any dime bag you pull off somebody is the beginning of a international drug trade. You know, it's just, oh yeah. You know, and if you're like, you know, you said you're a history guy. If you talk about like cause and effect of things, that's kind of, it's an interesting way to put it into perspective. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, I mean, you, you look at the amount of drugs that were brought over after Vietnam. Yeah. Like, I mean, Tom Cruise made a movie about it, so it's gotta be real. But uh, (laughs) you know, um, as crazy as that dude is, I will watch anything that he's in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll have to say I've been a little off the cruise train recently, Yeah, like early Tom Cruise. Yeah. I can watch all that stuff. Like a few good men is one of my favorite movies. Of all that's time. a good movie. Yeah. Risky business. That's yeah, a good one. Cocktail. Of course. But uh, mission, mission impossible three though, is the best of those. I'm going to have to like sit down one day and just binge all the mission impossibles. Just to... the, the newest one with Henry Cavill was really good. Was it? Okay. Yeah, I heard... with, with, you know, with the mustache that ruined justice league. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, man we could talk for days about dc and marvel bro apparently batman is going to drop the f-bomb in Zack snyder's justice league really yeah that's i've read that because i'm a huge nerd i mean let me let me put on my <laughs> nerd glasses here um but i i was pissed about justice league of course when yeah. it came out like you know my my wife secretly got me tickets and everything so so she took me to the movie theater and i was all so excited and two hours later i walked out and i was like that was okay mm-hmm. and she was like really and i'm like it wasn't what we were promised right it wasn't even close no. like and it it and was, I was really so, frustrating i was so excited for all of that because 
you know, Marvel did so well with their universe. And I was mm-hmm. like, all right, DC's got so much good stuff in their canon. Like all they have to do is hit the right vein and it's going to, it's going to trump yep. Marvel. And people can't see this because I'm not recording the video, but there's, there's a Batman right next yeah. to my head. So I was all about it. Now I'm going to preface this by saying Spider-Man three. All right. We're talking about emo Spider-Man with, with the, the black hair and all that. That was the yeah exactly. <laughs> that was the movie that ruined superhero movies for me because I was so hyped on it. Oh, bro, was, for I Venom, read, everybody was so hyped for Venom. I was I was reading every possible spoiler and everything up to that movie. Like I was so excited. Me and my friends, we watched one and two before going, whatever, and then I watched it, and it was the most depressing thing I've ever done. So now, now, but you have to give it to Sandman though. Yes, Sandman was good. That was one of the most emotionally driven characters that there has ever been in a superhero movie, and it was pulled off so well. Yes, okay. Thomas Hayden Church was so good. Correct. But the problem with that, the problem with the movie was, like I said, I was reading all these spoilers or spoilers, and they were like, oh, the lizard's going to be in it. Like they had all this cool stuff that was supposed to happen, and none of it happened. So then I didn't touch a single superhero movie till Batman Begins. And I watched that, loved it. And then when Dark Knight came out, hyped that. Or mm. I tried not to hype it. I like the Dark Knight. Dark Knight is probably one of my favorite movies. Like if I had to give top ten, it's in the top ten. Um, same thing. Well, because I think I like the viral marketing they did with. Uh, I believe in Harley Harvey yeah, Dent. Harvey Dent. Yeah, that was cool. So, yeah. So like every viral marketing campaign currently, I think stemmed from how successful that was because that was just so well done. Oh yeah. You know, guerrilla marketing wasn't even a thing until that. Well, they did, they kind of did the same thing with uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Yes. With uh, Bane's song, you know, the the chant that they do. Uh, who was it? Uh, it wasn't Hans Zimmer. Yes. Um, he allowed people to record themselves saying that, mm-hmm. and he put that in there. So I'm in that. Oh, are you? Yeah, you I recorded, you know, because I was, I nerded out. I was like, oh, I'm going to be in this movie. And so I recorded that little phrase mm-hmm. or whatever they say and you know he compiled i don't remember how many millions of voices he said that he compiled but it's all there it's all these people uh, so that which is really cool that is cool that is cool um so then fast forward a million times till um you hear about batman versus superman you know that was hyped so much and now we got the justice league and even suicide squad that came before justice league right yeah yeah which i, I liked so I hyped that because it was written and directed by the same guy that did Training Day and uh, and, and watch. watch. So yeah. I was like, okay, this guy is super gritty. He's super real. It'll David Ayer. Yeah, exactly. And then we get it, and I'm like, this is not what I was expecting. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I wish the Joker was different. Everyone does, but well, there's the Ayer cut that people are wanting to see. Is is that coming out or I? You know, I don't know. The uh, there's a guy. I follow him on Instagram. He was the original hashtag release the Snyder cut. Like he, okay. he put out the first one. Um, <clears throat> it was funny. Cause we were talking about this yesterday at work, how, how much impact this needs to show the WB Warner mm-hmm. brothers yeah. on. We were so disappointed with the way justice league came when, when it was, you know, the right. just us league is, <laughs> as people will call it. Cause Joss Whedon took over. Um, that we made this movement of, we know this film is out here that we wanted, give it to us. Right. And now we're getting this giant release of a four hour movie of what it should have been. 
which it wouldn't, it couldn't have even been that because there's no way they'd release a four hour film in theaters. So it would have even been cut down by an hour. So now we're going to get all this backstory on the flash and uh, cyborg and even more information on all this stuff where in the two hour movie we got was here's a little bit of information. Here's a backstory here. You know, that, that was, I think part of the problem with the way DC did it because Marvel started with the backstory. Yeah. The incredible Hulk, Iron Man, Thor, you know, all singles and then built it into the Avengers. Whereas DC has this giant veiny, massive dick of (laughs) the Holy Trinity of Superman, Batman and Wonder Woman. Yeah. So they started with uh, Henry Cavill and the man of steel, which I think is, the most well done Superman I've ever seen. Yeah, I'll agree. Some with that. people, some people call it a bit whiny because it's oh well, I've got superpowers. Oh well, poor me. Because it kind of is. Yeah, but it it showed a human aspect. Yeah. So they started with that and then went directly into Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. They jumped the shark. They should have done a Batman movie with Ben Affleck as a test. To prove that Ben Affleck was going to be the best right. Batman, which he is. I will fight you on that. <laughs> to prove that he's the best Batman. And then unveil the giant dick of, you know, the Trinity. But yes. instead, they they got so hyped by how much hype there was behind the Man of Steel. They were like, oh, release everything. And then the Justice League came out. They rushed it, bro. That's all it is. They rushed it. They rushed it. And instead of being giant and veiny and, and massive, it was kind of limp. Yep. And, and that's really what we got. So hopefully um, I've got um, I got a free trial of H- HBO Max and I've been uh, I've been binging it like crazy. So yeah, man. I love it. I, I have it once once they released that that was going to be released on HBO Max. I got it that day. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> going to be like a new batman series as well or something mm-hmm. like that yeah like a- batman the animated series that the original batman animated series just got on there which i'm yep. super excited about i i love that grew up watching that Hit, you know hearing kevin conroy as batman and mark mm-hmm. hamill as the joker it just it's that, classic and- yeah man that's when i would read batman comics those were the voices i heard in my head yes absolutely and i think every animated batman that keeps those two is great. Everything that kind of has other guys is not, yeah. not good. I think like they have like a, I don't know. They, they've got a bunch of different voice actors for Batman, but none of they've them had have. a couple of different ones. The, the one that I like that's probably second to uh, Kevin Conroy is uh, the dark Knight returns, the animated versions of that, Yeah, um, which is what Batman versus Superman was loosely based on. That's actually Peter Weller who played okay. RoboCop. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's it's an older Batman. He's aged. He's in his sixties, but that voice is the voice of, of RoboCop. So <laughs> that I think that's really cool. Yeah, for sure. It I don't know. It's great. And I'm kind of. Did you watch WandaVision yet? I haven't. I you know I don't I don't have a whole lot of time. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, I've, I've heard actually, different things. I don't know. You know, it's uh, I I don't know if it was you. It might have been Elio Combat Fitness. I think it was him actually that showed the new. Uh, rollout of the next phase of the Marvel movies and stuff. And they looked okay, but I really feel like, you know, the infinity wars and, and th- that, that arc when that ended and, and, you know, we're not getting uh, Robert Downey Jr. anymore as Tony Stark and all that yeah. stuff. I was like, you might want to just end it there, you know, cause nothing is, that was such a, 
I don't know. I think they did so well bringing everything together and then ending it that I'm yeah. kind of hesitant to see where it goes from here. I don't, I don't really think I really, I love um, Tom Holland as, as Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Yes. And I want to see more of him, but as far as continuing the Avengers series, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. I don't know. You know, I, I think the, I had a couple of issues with um, the way they, they did uh, infinity war and end game. Um, they ruined the Hulk. Yeah. That, that, that pissed me off mm-hmm. because you know, he's one of the best characters out right. there and one of the strongest, but they had to downplay him because they had to bring in captain Marvel. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly why they did that because otherwise they wouldn't make him a pussy, right? Which is yeah. what he turned into. And it pissed me off. Right. Um, I think the Hulk is allowed to be conflicted. I think that's the whole point of the Hulk. I get that. Yeah. But to the extent that they played it, is it was too much. Yeah. I mean, like at the end, he's running into battle with his arm in a cast. Like, bro, like just stay back and push buttons on the machine or whatever. Like that, that just, it pissed me off. Mm-hmm. I, I loved the way they, I, I've never, I see this is what I, I get all excited about because I love going to the movies. Yeah. And, I have never ever felt so much energy in a theater than when we saw that hammer get picked up. Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. I stood up in my seat and was cheering. Yes. Cause everyone, you know, what was it? Age of Ultron was when they hinted at it. Yeah. When he, when it budged and like, I I was there opening night for that one and everyone, you know, everyone was freaking out. And then when it finally happened, everyone, yeah. I would, I don't know if I watched it night of just because I had to work, but I think I watched it the next morning or something. And yeah, yeah. The theater went crazy. And it was like that release. We, like we, we finally yeah. saw what we wanted to see and everything. So you're absolutely right. It's, I, I got goosebumps right now thinking about it. Yeah, like, exactly. It, I'm, it, I am that dude in the theater that's like, <laughs> I, I think I saw, I didn't see the original Avengers in the theater, but I definitely saw Age of Ultron. And I think every Avenger movie after that. Yeah. Um, I don't think I saw like some of the solo movies. I just, you know, wait for them to get released or whatever. Yeah. But, and every time just watching it with all those people and just enjoying it, like that's, that's something we really missed during the coronaverse. you know, mm-hmm. like it, one of the best movie going experiences I ever had was going to see clerks too. And it was a packed theater Yeah. And just different people of different races, religions. Like it didn't matter. You're here to see a, a funny movie. You're enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's the great thing about going to the movies because it's dark. You really can't see who's next to you, and it really doesn't matter, you know. Yeah, and that's that's way deeper than just going to the movies. But absolutely, you know. I totally agree with you on that, man. Because it's it's an experience. Yeah. You know, I, I don't like to do 3D movies because I think it ruins the experience. Uh huh. Yeah. Because spe- specifically ones that are filmed for 3D. Because then they do all this stuff that's reaching out to the camera and everything. It's like, cut that bullshit. Tell me a story. Yeah, that's that's a little too cheesy for me. Yeah. Yeah. I um and the same thing with going to sporting events or anything where there's groups of people, you know, like that's what this country needs. I I don't want to say that's why we're so divided at the moment, but it's definitely not helping. You know, like if you can forget everything for three hours, go to a baseball game or a football game or whatever, and then you're just focused on that and the people next to you you don't care what their political beliefs are. When your team scores, you're going to cheer with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, that's literally all that matters. And it's something that we've been missing for the last year. And hopefully things are going to start 
changing. I don't know. Well, everything got politicized though. Yes. Yeah. Like that, that was the problem. And, and everything got, they were, everything got woke. Yeah. You know, and it, 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 it took the fun out of it. You know, I, I, apparently there was this NBA season that was all televised. I don't watch basketball, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I love college basketball, but I don't, I can't watch the NBA because it's too, well, I can't say that. I, I, I just don't enjoy the NBA for, I think it's just all showy. Like I could watch the Harlem Globetrotters and see the exact same thing. Oh yeah. Um, you know, LeBron's going to win. That's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, when you, you know, I was, at, I was, cause Florida, we didn't have things closed all summer. Like things yeah. were open. So I remember going to a bar, having dinner and on the TV. Yeah. There was a, there was a basketball game on and I see black lives matter. And on their back of their jerseys, it had their name. And then a name of like a black guy that got killed by the police. I'm like, why, why do we need this? Yeah. This, this is this is totally I remember I was so excited for the baseball season because that's that's my release. It's just watching baseball and being stupid about things. And opening day, I was so excited and to find out that they're kneeling and all I'm like, why? Why can't we go three hours without thinking about politics yeah. or, or that? And it's not that we are being ignorant to social justice or, or anything like that. It's supposed to be an escape. Let it be an escape. And then in three hours, we're still gonna have the problems that we had coming yeah. into the game. For three hours, let's let's not worry about anything. Let's just dude. That's it. so accurate. Like, and I think that's what people get so upset about is, oh, you don't want to hear about Black Lives Matter. And no, I came here to watch people hit balls with sticks. Right, right. I, I didn't, you know, I don't, I don't care for baseball, so that's what it is to me. Um, <laughs> but you know, that's that's what I came here for. Right. Yeah. I didn't come here to be preached at or or any of that because I get enough of that on my electronic device that I carry around with me 24-7 or my television or whatever. The, leave me alone for, for two fucking hours. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's not – and same thing. Like if I'm watching a baseball game or a football game, I don't want to think about Black Lives Matter. I don't want to think about police brutality just for three hours. That's all I'm asking. Just give me three yeah. hours of a break. And that's how you've got people with mental health issues that are skyrocketing because yep. – First off, we can't leave our house. Second off, we're just inundated by all this stress and anxiety around the clock. Like, yeah, and not that you shouldn't. It's that it's I don't want to right now. Just give me a break. Right, right, exactly. And it's you know just exactly that's all we need is just just a little break. And it's not saying that the issues aren't important or that we don't need to discuss these issues because of course we do. But we're allowed a break. We're allowed to just relax our mind for for just a little bit and let's like. You know, even talking about things at work, like like you were saying, like you may not have seen something terribly horrific, but if you work a eight to twelve hour shift, your mind is just so taxed. And and when you come mm-hmm. home, I know for you, you probably you work out when you get off from work, or that's your release, or whatever it might be. But nope, nope. <laughs> I go home and go to bed. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so same here. But you know, ever since recently, I've been working day shift or or mid shift or whatever. And oh, okay, yeah. I'll come home and I will I'll put on TV and I will veg out for an hour, give me an hour and then I'll go do what I have to do. If, if that's what needs to be done. But you know, we all have our releases. We all, it's not that we don't, it's not that we don't enjoy our jobs. It's just, we, we need a break. We need, yeah. we need to step aside. And I think, you know, I think that's kind of the takeaway from the movie talk, the music sports, whatever it might be. We just want a break. Yeah. I want an escape. That's yeah. And yeah, that's and what we're built for. That's it's entertainment. I don't need to be, super critical of everything 24 hours a day. And that's where, you know, if you don't relax, if you don't have that escape, yeah, you're, you're asking for problems. 
Absolutely. All right, Logan Campbell, this has been an absolute amazing episode. Great conversation. I really appreciate your time. Um, we are now going to transition to the end of the episode. We're going to do, I got a little something special planned for you. And then we are going to, (laughs) and then we're going to do your favorite part of the episode signal three. Mm. Um, (laughs) we'll, uh, we'll do 50 questions. Yeah. We'll we'll do an abbreviated version. I've been, I've been working on abbreviating it because I agree. Sometimes it feels like, all right, when we get into the end of this, uh, (laughs) You know, some questions for some people are better than they are for other people. So it's, it's, it's a, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I get you. All right. So the special thing I got planned is going to be a little bit of this or that. Sometimes they're really good. Sometimes they're not, but we'll kind of take it for what it is. Here we go. Would you rather, would you rather have a dog or a cat? Dog hundred percent. Cats are evil. Yeah. Yeah. I've, so I agree with you. Um, a hundred percent a dog guy, but with my current work and living arrangements, I've been looking at cats and I just can't commit. I'm not there no. yet. Dude, it's an animal that craps in your house. Right, right. And literally does not care where. Like, you can train it on the box, but it doesn't mean they're going to use the box. No, no. no. I'm allergic to them, and, oh, and that, the Egyptians feared them. So. Yeah. <laughs> Would you rather swim with sharks or piranhas? Sharks. Yeah. I'm I think you can fight off a shark. Yeah, just punch it in the nose. Right? Yeah, just like yeah. Laura Croft. <laughs> uh, Mexican or Chinese food? Oh, uh, good Chinese food. Okay. Yeah. I, I can go, I can go ape shit on some good Chinese food. I'm with you on that, but I feel like Mexican food has more of a margin of error. Like you can have like mediocre Mexican food and it's still good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I mean, you could say the same about Chinese food. Cause I've been to some shady buffets uh-huh. and, but still like destroyed myself at okay. them. Yeah, that's true. I'll give you that one. Uh, would you rather transfer to IA or have a shitty sergeant? Shitty sergeant. Yeah. All day. While on a call, would you rather piss your pants and everybody knows or poop your pants, but nobody knows? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I would probably go with, well, how big's the turd? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to decide. I don't know. I mean, are we? if we're just talking like a shark, then, then I might just go with that. Yeah, yeah. Because the only one that's going to be affected by it is you, right? So. Yeah. You know, when you're done, go back to the station, hose off, and yeah, just stand it. downwind of everybody. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Would you rather? This is another poop question. Th- this is where these things kind of go off the rails. Would you rather fight a junkie in feces? Or, no, I'm sorry. Would you rather fight a junkie in a feces-filled trap house, or wait for the coroner with a summer cooked unattended? Oh, I. I've waited for corners with, with, you know, I, I had one, it was, she was in her eighties mm-hmm. died in the summer on a heated waterbed. Oh. Yeah. She was there for about two weeks. She was the same consistency of the bed. Oh man. So oh. I'd rather do that all day long. Cause I, you know, whatever mm-hmm. I can breathe through my mouth. <laughs> um, I can cheat. I have a uh, decomposition mask. So I just, Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So it really doesn't affect me, but poop. No, I'm good. Yeah. Um, would you rather be a cop in Illinois with a new bill or a cop in Seattle? Oh, uh, I don't know. Honestly, I think probably Illinois. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think, yeah, I'm with you. Cause um, there's less of the bullshit, like the Antifa crap. In right. Illinois. I feel like if you went to Illinois, you could find a nice department that wouldn't be as. Yeah. Terrible. 
You know, obviously I wouldn't like volunteer to go work for Chicago, but no, <laughs> who would? The, yeah. also, if you work for Chicago, because I just checked before we talked, Illinois is the number two most uh, listened state for me, which I don't know how that's even possible. So huh. if you listen to Chicago, if you're from Chicago PD and you're listening, no offense, but what are you doing? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you rather be a fireman or a mail dispatcher? Fireman. Really? Oh, dude, bro, all day. Yeah. You, you yeah. get to eat, eat till you're tired, sleep till you're hungry. <laughs> and you get to play Xbox in between. Yeah. Like that's the, that's the best job. And and everybody loves you. Real American heroes. <laughs> I mean, it's just that's that's the fire department, bro. I love. Shout out to all the firemen. I love the firemen. Yeah, yeah, yep, you're right. Would you rather work days or nights? Days. You prefer days? Yeah, I got kids though. That's true. That's true. I so, think that's I mean, if you have a family or you know people that give a shit when you're awake. Yeah. That's yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm on afternoons now, so I mean it's you know I work from the afternoon until late at night, so you know I miss a lot at home. So you know I, I would 100% rather be on days, but it it sucks because I could have gone to days this year, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to work out. True. Like, and that's that's a you know that's a big mental health thing for me. It's not just I'm not just obsessed with my body so that I want to work out. It's a mental health thing for me. Absolutely. That's part of my treatment. So you know if if I can't train, then I struggle. Yeah. And then um, I'm with you. I was working up until last week. I think I was working noon to midnights. I really like mm-hmm. that because it's, you know, you, you still get stuff in the morning done. Like that's when I like to go to work out and then you go home. It's not too late. That's what yep. I um, would you rather have a drunk puke or poop in your patrol car? Poop. Cause you know, it might be contained in their pants. That's true. That's true. I, I actually dealt with a, Jack Trudeau, who was a former Indianapolis Colts quarterback, um, he's he lives in the central Indiana area. Who's been arrested uh, twice by the department that I used to work on. Um, uh, he did shit his pants on uh, on one of those calls. Uh, the second time he was arrested, he was drunk driving, and uh, yeah, he did shit his pants, and uh, it was quite funny. That is amazing. That's 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 awesome. I, I that, that's all I'm going to say with that one. <laughs> Uh, would you rather eat Taco Bell that sat in your cruiser for hours and got soggy or McDonald's, but they forgot the sauces? Oh, bro. McDonald's. Yeah. If it, if it's hot and fresh all day. Yeah. That's all you need. It, typically you don't even need sauces with McDonald's. If you're really, no, I don't. all right. I get this one every single time I do with this or that every single time. I don't know if it's like an internet meme that I don't know about or what, but would you rather fight one horse sized duck or a hundred mm. duck sized horses? I answered this one on my Instagram and I would probably f- fend off one horse sized duck better than all the little horses. I think I feel like the, the hundred duck sized horses would just overpower you just in that's short. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Would you rather run? I know your answer for this one. Would you rather run a marathon or sleep with all your exes again? Run a marathon. Yeah. That was easy. Uh, would you rather have sausages for fingers or sausages for toes? probably sausages for toes because i would want to eat them and i can't put my mouth on my toes so (laughs) there you go um if you could only have one would you have a patrol rifle or a patrol shotgun rifle yeah i miss my shotgun Mm because i used to have both but yeah i've got a shotgun at the moment all right so that's this or that those actually weren't too bad good good job yeah those weren't bad and now we're going to do uh, 20 questions. I mean, signal three. 
All right, here we go. Uh, if you could identify as a sandwich, what would it be? If I could identify as a sandwich, what would it be? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe like a just like a cold cut combo. Like okay, happy Gilmore yeah. over here. Yeah. <laughs> What's your dream vacation destination? Back to Scotland. Okay. I, I went. I went to the UK when I was thirteen, and you know, I went to Ireland and. I wasted time in England. I hated England. It sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would love to go back there again. Nice. I went to Ireland and after the trip, a bunch of people were going up to Scotland and I, I didn't cause I didn't have the money to do it, but that, yeah. that would be a good one. Um, what is your favorite movie? Uh, my favorite movie of all time is aliens. Uh, the, the, the sequel. Yes. The sequel. I, I think it's better than the original i love the original with sigourney weaver but uh the sequel i think was better bill paxton michael bean sigourney Mm -hmm. weaver i mean it was just it was just awesome and then tombstone is is right after that they they are literally like neck and neck to me because they're two different genres Um, absolutely yeah and they both have bill paxton and michael bean (laughs) so 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 that's the uh that's the six degrees of separation i think they're some of the best actors that have ever lived honestly i do and I, i think a lot of people missed did you watch the mandalorian parts of it yeah i didn't watch the second season in one of the episodes in the second season uh michael bean is in it and okay. his his blaster is a shotgun and i was like that's paying homage to aliens uh-huh because he pulls that shotgun out and says i keep this for close encounters i was like that's really cool that is so cool. i, I, I like how nerdy i am bro that's how nerdy yeah. i am but you know we're the same way because well we know this but i love easter eggs i love when someone yeah. throws something like that and i will sit with you know Back when I was a film major, that's all we did was look for like Easter eggs or whatever. Yeah. And I will sit with people and be like, oh, do you know who that is? Or do you know what the, why that yes. is? <laughs> like in, um, I think it was Age of Ultron. I'm gonna, no, it was in Civil War when they do um, Peggy's funeral and she's doing the uh, plant yourself like a tree and say, no, you move. I got so hype mm-hmm. on that. That's one of my favorite Captain America quotes. Yeah, man. I lost my shit. So that's a good one. Where's your favorite place to hang out on duty? Uh, we have a lot of factories and if, you know, if I want to stay away from people, I'll just find a, an empty factory parking lot, go all the way in the back and then I'll sit there. And then, you know, of course some boomer comes by <laughs> and I've been looking for a cop to, to ask this question too. And right, has like to pull 16 years ago, my, my, yeah. my uncle. Yeah. What was your high school mascot? Tigers. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's, that's a little bit more, uh, traditional. Normal. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's your favorite donut uh i like the cake donuts the fried ones okay i Wait, think those are the best any flavor on it or are you just no like... just plain plain cake okay so we're gonna have a discussion about this really quick i, I try not to do sidebars on signal three but no this... bro this is it this is the way it's supposed to go <laughs> so years ago when i was brand new there was like a a poll or something going around my pd for favorite police or favorite donuts and there was the typical old fashioned cake donut. And I said, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, it's not my favorite, but it's top five, you know, like it's really good. Yeah. And, and I got so much hate for that. They're like, why do you like this dry piece of crap? I'm like, have you ever had one? Especially if you do Dunkin' in coffee, like it's supposed to be done. Yeah. Oh God, it is. It is. It's the best. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's like a religious experience. You have to do that. You know? Totally. What is a pet peeve that the public does when you're working that really gets to you? You know, every, I think every cop has that, uh, oh, it wasn't me. You know, he did it. You know, they have all that crap. Um, mine, I think, is, I don't know, thinking that filming we, me will change what I'm doing. Yes, that's a good one. 
Like, cause I, I mean, I'm already filming you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. I, I always, I'm, I'm like, hi Facebook, hi YouTube, because whatever, bro. I, at this point, it, it's just annoying that you're yeah. doing it, and it's not going to change what I'm doing. Right. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Uh, what's your favorite police car? Uh, right now, I'm in a Taurus, and I like it, but uh, I prefer an SUV. So either the Explorer Interceptor or the Tahoe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I just got my Tahoe. I'm in love. Let me tell yeah, you. I got uh, mine removed. <laughs> it was old. So. Oh, okay. okay. Um, all right. Biggest moment of your life. What song you have playing? What's your walk-on song? Uh, Flux, pl- Flux Pavilions, I Can't Stop. Okay. I don't know that one. It's a, uh, you know, well, Kanye West did, had a song with it. Oh, okay. Um, you know, everybody, everybody knows Kanye West version, but you know, Flux Pavilions is more of like a EDM type, okay. you know, sort of like a house music kind of thing. And I didn't take you as a house guy. Do I, 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 I dabble. You know, okay. I, I, li- <laughs> I like it. You know, it's funny. Cause you know, we, we talk about different music and everything and um, it, it just depends on how I'm feeling. Like yeah. recently I've been into, uh, Oh, the metal core stuff like the dashboard or not, not dashboard, excuse me, taking back Sunday, uh, the used, uh, you know, bringing back all the high school days, the yellow card. Yeah. Yeah. Ocean Avenue by yellow card ruled my CD player for like half of my high school years. Like yeah. I think it's one of the best albums ever written ever. Absolutely. I, that front to back. Yes. Easily. That one. And oh, I'll ask you this question because I have an answer for this what is the number one album in your opinion ever written ever? Oh God. Cause I have, I think one of the best. Uh, there's just so many. I'll give you mine. Okay. And then you can answer. Okay. John Mayer continuum. Okay. That's, I seriously think that is one of the greatest albums ever written. I've, I've recently really started to love John Mayer. Like I've always listened to his singles, you know, but yeah. my, you, he got into playing guitar and so he always had it on. So I was like, yeah, let me check him out. And I'm just blown away by just his songwriting ability, his guitar playing ability. It's just, Dude. if I need to like relax after work, like that's my new thing is just putting on John Mayer and just chill. Yeah, man. That's um, why I like that album. Cause it's got, it's blues, it's rock. It's, yeah. It has everything. There's so much, so much emotion in it. It's just, it's, it's epic. Yeah, I don't, I don't really don't know if I could answer that question, just off the cuff. Like in, yeah. immediately, what came to mind was like, turn the radio off by Real Big Fish. But that's not. As oh cool. yeah. But that's not like really complex. But that's just one of the albums that I can always put on and always enjoy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, Dude, Real Big Fish, man. Yeah, they're for me for like a favorite band. To, to qualify as a favorite band for me, I have to be able to listen to your entire catalog and not skip a single song. And oh, yeah. Fish is there, Less Than Jake. There's a few other bands that that live that way. But there's also some bands that should be on that list, but you know they missed it with one album or whatever. Yeah. Skip it. So so my answer to that will be Turn the Radio Off. There's probably a better answer, but that'll be my answer. For I me. think Cheer Up was was better. That was the first one I found. And yeah, so I think... you might be onto something with that one. <laughs> Except... The, I they did like a, a hidden track at the end of the last song and mm-hmm. I always forget about it. And it's like just a bunch of screaming and stuff. And that, yeah, I always skip that. So that's why yeah, but I, I mean, they did New York, New York acapella. Yes. Yeah. You're I right. I mean, that, that was just awesome. That was, that was very good. Kelly Kapowski or Topanga Lawrence? Uh, Kelly. Okay. I know, I know there's a lot of fighting words with that, but I was never really a boy meets world guy. What? I, now that's no, the, man. The fighting words right there. 
No, man. I I didn't I liked I when I was a kid, I wasn't watching that stuff. I was watching Terminator and oh, you know oh. aliens and stuff. Yeah. I, I wasn't I wasn't into that. Then I found Dragon Ball Z and I was like, what is this? <laughs> changed. Yeah. Okay. Uh if you weren't a cop, what would you be doing? You know, honestly, I've been doing a lot of thinking about that. Um, I think I'd be good at something in sales. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to do some sort of radio, TV, something like that, be a personality somewhere. That's that's where I would mm-hmm. try and go because that was my original. Yeah. I So I've thought that, like, you know, at one point radio was, like, what I wanted to do. Like, I, mm-hmm. I job shadowed a radio DJ, became really good friends with them, and then I saw how they're automating everything, you know? And I was like, well, that's yeah. a dying industry and that's kind of why things change for me um but yeah i could totally see that i couldn't see i'll be honest i couldn't see you as a suit and tie sales guy just no just because how outdoorsy you are and everything i couldn't see that but you know you just talking to people you know that's that's just what. well i mean if you think about it we're salesmen we're selling people on whether or not they're going to go to jail with a fight or not that's true i mean that's that's what we are yeah that that is all we are really caressing the mind is what was always told to me yeah. Describe your significant other in one word. Wonderful. Aw. She is. She's wonderful. She's been the greatest thing. We're going to celebrate our 10-year anniversary this year. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. That's that's a milestone. Yeah. Uh, if you could share one meal with one person, dead or alive, that you've never met, who would it be and what would you order? Abraham Lincoln and okay. uh, ribeye steaks. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. Just because it's the most flavorful steak. It is. It is. Um... What's the best piece of advice anyone ever gave you? Best piece of advice anyone ever gave me. Um, it is better to let people uh, to keep your mouth closed and let people think you're a fool than to open your mouth and prove it. Yeah, I really like that one. I think so many people, and it, it could be any profession, just people in general, do the exact opposite. You know, they're just they're running their mouth, and yep. I a lot of people mistake me as a quiet guy. Cause I, I don't talk a lot. I keep a lot of my ideas or thoughts to me because I don't want to open my mouth. If I'm not a hundred percent sure on a topic, like that's just yeah. not going to ramble off about anything, you know, sports movies or serious matters about politics. If I'm not a hundred percent on something, because you know, I'm humble. I'll, exp- I'll admit when I'm wrong, but why get into a pissing match on something that I don't know about? That doesn't make yeah. sense. So I like that one. Uh, if you were given a do-over, what is something in your life that you would do differently? Nothing, and that's I, and that's my one hundred percent honest answer because I I firmly believe that the decisions you make are, you know, it's sort of like the butterfly effect theory. Mm-hmm. I, I firmly believe that no matter what negative things or positive things you've done, they got you to where you are. They put you to where you are today, and I always say that, you know, to a shameless plug for my wife. Um, you know, it, I, I always say, I don't care where I would be without you. I don't want to know. Right. Because I, I am here and, and, and I'm here because of the decisions and choices and things that have happened to me. I don't care about all that. I don't care where I'd be. I don't want to know. That's, that's the way I am. That's true. I used to live in regret and like, no, but I've, I've definitely, grown past that you know yeah well i think i think nostalgia is definitely underrated because i love nostalgia mm. i mean you know heck we were just talking about it i'll go back and listen to old songs that i haven't listened to forever right but 
living in the past and thinking if I'd only done this, if I'd have gone left or right, I mean, you know, then it's right. And it accomplishes nothing. And it, it's for nothing. You're right. All right. Late night. You you don't care about calorie counts. You don't care about fitness or whatever. What is your favorite late night snack? (laughs) It depends if I'm in a salty mood or a sweet mood. Mm -hmm. Um, Salty. I, I love, um, Oh, what are they called? The flaming hot Cheetos. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I can destroy a whole bag. Whole bag. Just no big deal. Those those things are are legit. Yeah. Or or if I'm in a sweet mood, like uh, I'll put peanut butter and chocolate chips in a tortilla oh. and roll that up. That that's a good idea. Just delicious. I have to try that out. I like that. All right, last one. If you were stuck in a foxhole, who would you want to be trapped in with to help you get out? You know, it's funny because I thought about my answers to most of these questions because I've listened to your podcast so many times. I'm like, oh, this is my answer for this and that. This one I, I had forgotten to think about. Honestly, everybody always has that answer of, you know, Jocko Willink or, mm-hmm. you know, or whoever. Do they have to be real? I've said yes before, but I've also allowed fictional. I'll give you fictional. Give me fictional. Batman. Okay. I mean, that's, that's easy. That's the answer. I mean, that's <laughs> right, right. All right. That, that was amazing. That was signal three. Uh, once again, officer Campbell, thank you so much for giving me your time. This was great. Yeah, man. Um, talking to you was like talking to a uh, more charismatic version of myself. It was fun. <laughs> um, go ahead and plug all your social medias. So that way people know where to check you out and follow you and such. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm one of those weird cops that shows his face on on instagram so you can follow me on instagram at officer campbell 182 um i do have a facebook for it but i'm not really active on there i just started putting stuff on there because people started making fake facebook pages of me Mm. um so i'm on there i also host another podcast called caffeine and sarcasm um which i wanted to get back to the story full circle here at the beginning i said uh full disclosure I'll be straight. I discouraged 10-8 to start his podcast. <laughs> he, he had originally asked me at the beginning of quarantine. He was like, hey, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. And I was like, bro, stay in your lane. Like, like you're doing great. And, and I think you need to keep doing this. And then it, and then he was like, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm doing it. And then he dropped this podcast and I felt like a complete ass. So <laughs> here it is publicly. I I was one of the guys that told him no. and. And I, you know what? I'm sorry for telling you no, bro. Because because this show's awesome, and you and you inspired me to start my podcast, and I'm forever grateful for that. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And once again, caffeine and sarcasm. You can find them on all the same uh, platforms that this is on. So after this episode, go check it out. And uh, it's great. He's got a lot of great, interesting guests on there, and they talk about a lot of important topics as well. So you really want to check that out. Um, and Officer Campbell 182. Was that was that a Blink 182 reference? I was thinking about. Uh, that. No, it's my unit number. Oh, okay. It's just yeah, my badge number, or whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, we will talk very soon. Yeah, bro. All right, everyone listening, stay tuned.
And I'm back. Thank you once again to Officer Campbell for hanging out with me. Uh, I'll be on his show sometime in February, I believe, and I cannot wait to continue the conversation. He's just, he's a good dude, and I felt like we could have gone for more hours, so that's what we're going to do. So that's going to end the show today. I didn't really have a Code 4 check planned, um, so I'm just going to kind of echo the the message that I've been doing for a while, especially with Nick Wall. Um, So... Basically, the whole idea is discipline. You got to take care of yourself. You got to hold yourself accountable and you got to show up. But to get that point across just a little bit more, I'm going to use the podcast godfather himself, Joe Rogan, to help me really drive that point across. You have to be the hero of your own story and you can do that. Ninety percent of it is just showing up. Get there and start working like you're not going to feel perfect every day. Got to be those days you push through and they're they're probably going to be more numerous than the days you don't. And so the benefit of discipline in my eyes has always been that through discipline, I get things done. Write down everything you want to do. This is what I want you to do. Write down what you would like to fix about your life. And then just, if you're 30 pounds overweight, you want to lose 30 pounds, do it the right way. Go start eating vegetables, monitor your calories, write down what you eat, exercise every day, force yourself to do it. The brain is the general, the troops are the body, and you get up and you do it. And then you get to write it down. Our bodies, for whatever reason, uh, most people, their associations are to avoid anything that's uncomfortable. It's so illogical because when you look at comfort and you look at success and progress and the eventual, the feelings of accomplishment and of getting past certain hurdles in, in terms of like how you feel about life a lot of those are connected to discomfort like discomfort is your friend it really is like discomfort and uh, and not being happy and content with certain situations in life or certain feelings in life one of the big problems is sitting down and doing the work Once again, guys, thank you so much for checking out my show. Thank you very much, Officer Campbell, for coming by. As of Tuesday, I have over 18,000 individual listens to the episodes of my show. That's amazing. As I, you know, I've got 17 episodes, uh, 18 if you count episode zero, which I don't, but it has a lot of listens, so whatever. I'm averaging over 900 listeners per week, and I've been listened to in all 50 states and 30 countries. I'm truly humbled, so if you're enjoying what I'm doing, please continue to rate, review, subscribe, and share anywhere you can so we can get our show to even more people. The music this week was King of the Downside by Lesson Jake off their new album, which is called Silver Linings. If you haven't checked it out and you like that kind of music, or if you liked what I played, go check it out. Then we had In Hell, I'll Be In Good Company by The Dead South. I just found them on Facebook. Um, one of my high school friends shared it. I really like it. I really, uh, get into that kind of like folky stuff, Ava brothers, them, 
um, good stuff. So you're going to hear more of them. You're going to hear more of that kind of music because, you know, I'm trying to change it up week to week. I know there's a lot of pop punk and ska that comes in. That's kind of my go-to with a lot of things. Um, but yeah, we're going to, we're going to switch it up a little bit. Then we had, uh, Flux Pavilions, I Can't Stop, um, which after Campbell told me what it was and I looked it up, I knew exactly what he was talking about. I just didn't know it by name. And we're going to wrap up in just a little bit with a, uh, fun cover. So check this out. It's the Bare Naked Ladies song, One Week, but it's covered by YouTuber Alex Melton in the style of Blink-182. Police Canine Loki, who's another Instagrammer, uh, police Instagrammer, he, sh- he showed it to me, and it was great. This guy's really cool. He makes a lot of cool covers. I'll try to maybe filter them in once in a while. Also, since uh, Campbell and I were talking about Marvel movies and everything, uh, listen to the end of the song. I'm not playing the whole song, but listen to the end of the episode because there is going to be a uh, Marvel-style Easter egg post-credits, so to speak. So, guys, check me out next week. I will be interviewing Under Sheriff Kevin Malone uh, from Nevada. And we're going to talk about admin and the police and a whole bunch of other things. And what I'm going to do is, well, I, I wanted to interview him, one, because he's a great guy and he's been talking to me for a long time. And I've been talking to him for a long time. Um, he's got a lot of experience. And I know that sometimes our opinion of admin is not so good. And hopefully that kind of clears things up. So do that. But also what I want you to do is to call into the show with your opinions of things. Because I'm trying to get this a little bit more uh, listener participation. So what I want you to do is call me. So here's the thing. I want two things. One, if you are not admin, I want you to call and tell me, uh, you know, good things about your admin, bad thing about your admin. You don't have to identify yourself as, you know, hey, I'm Johnny Jones from uh, NYPD. Though that would be pretty cool. But you know, I I, I want I want to hear what you guys think about admin or what they could do better. That's a good one. Um, or if you are admin, if you are any kind of supervisor, I'm talking from sergeant all the way up. If you're if you're a sheriff or chief, let me know and let's see what we can work together with. But call me and tell me, you know, what's going on and where, what your opinions are. The number is 352-610-1692. Literally, all I want you to do, give me your first name, the state you work in, so we don't even have to go crazier than that. And if you're an admin, tell me what you do to keep your guys' morale up, what you guys have done to keep things positive in such a negative time. And if you're not admin, do the same thing, but tell me what your, what your brass has done, could do better or whatever. I'm really interested to see how things are going across the country because we are in this time when we need support and the support should come from inside uh, as well as outside. So think about it that way. So that being said, that's the episode for this week. Thank you so much for checking it out and hanging out with me till next time friends take care of each other and stay safe 10 8 out it's been one week since you looked at me got you out of the side and said i'm angry five days since you lied to me say get back together call back and see me three days since the living room i realize it's not my fault but didn't tell you yesterday you've forgiven me it'll still be two days till i say i'm sorry holding out i watch the hood week because i make you stop thinking Looking at Aquaman, I saw my fish to the dish, although I like the shallots, which I like the sushi, cause it's never touched a frying pan. I like wasabi when I bust fries, we like the air fries, because I'm all about value. Burke camp has got the mad hits, she's trying to match with, trying to hold me as a fast food. Gonna make a freak and take a big, I like a sick and shake, I like vanilla, it's the bites and the flavors. I see the strokes and you'll know the fruit it goes.
at a funeral Can't understand what I mean, well you soon will I have a tendency to wear my mind on my sleeve I have a history of taking off my shirt My kids yeet things. Oh god. And it's it's the funniest shit ever. Like <laughs> like <laughs> we were we were getting our family pictures taken and my son um he finds a worm on the ground mm-hmm. and picks it up. I'm like, dude, you gotta put that down. We're we're getting our pictures taken. And he's like, Okay. And there's a pond behind us and he turns around and runs towards it and goes, Yeet <laughs> just throws it. My, my wife looks at me and goes, did he just yeet that worm? <laughs> I was like, he did. All right, guys. If you made it to this point of the episode, the episode's over. This is the part of Ferris Bueller where he comes walking out. I'm like, you're still here? Go home. But if you manage to make it to this point, you get a reward. And you get to know that we are doing a secret episode. Yes. Obviously, I've been releasing episodes on Thursday every single um, week since I started this on October 8th. But... Because A, you guys have been amazing, and B, you guys have been amazing. I don't know. I've I've talked to some great people. I wanted to give you guys something special. So I am starting a spin-off podcast, but I don't have the mental fortitude to focus on two at the same time. So it's still gonna be under the 108 brand, but it is a separate podcast. Nothing to do with my usual episodes. And it is just going to be an hour of me and some people talking. If you've listened to the Hey My Man podcast, it's exactly like that, where we just kind of talk nonsense. And um, you're going to enjoy it. Trust me. So look for that on Monday morning. It will be released. And we're going to do it about once a month or so. So that's something for you to look forward to. Have a great week, guys. And we'll see you soon. Yeah.